This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Shay Dixon will be along in just a second. We wanted to take a step second and reset what we would call the board for you guys, the top 22, the starting 22 for LSU entering the 2021 season. You know, position battles will happen. We could see some guys get overtaken, but really LSU has a chance at this stage of the game to return 20 of 22 starters off of this team. A couple decisions still left to be made, but LSU did get some big news on Monday evening when Austin Deculus, the team starting right tackle who holds the most starts out of anybody on that offensive line, announced his return to the Tigers for the 2021 season, which would be his final year, I believe, uh, in 2021. Let's bring in Shay. And this is big because where things stand right now, you've got four of the five offensive linemen in the boat for 2021. We've seen some tweets go back and forth with some of the guys, uh, and Austin kind of mentioned it in his in his post about returning, but the expectation right now is that LSU will have its five starting offensive linemen back with Deculus being the latest to announce his intentions to return. And for James Craig and, and that group offensively, that's a huge deal. We saw how big it was from 2018 to the 2019 team. And Shea getting Austin Deculus back is a big addition. Yeah, it's huge. And look, this is the biggest piece to the offseason stuff. And, and look, I could, I'll make it as simple as I can. In a normal year, all of your seniors would have no choice. They would all be graduating or going pro or, or moving on from the program, whatever it might be. And then this year, the NCAA has passed because of 2020. Some teams not playing, teams push to the spring, guys opting out. Uh, they said that no one will be docked a year of eligibility. So guys like Austin Deculus are able to come back. Guys like, uh, and on the defensive side, we'll talk about a handful of them. But when you look at this starting offensive line, had you lost Austin Deculus, had you lost Ed Ingram or someone to the draft, you would have been trying to replace multiple starters without a ton of proven depth and really any proven depth uh, beyond Cam Wire. I know Marlon Martinez, a freshman, played a little bit, but uh, now we're sitting in a spot, Billy, where when we record this podcast, Dare Rosenthal is the lone starting offensive lineman who has not said anything yet about whether he's coming back or not. We've had people close to the program hint to us, look, he is coming, he's trending to coming back, he's expected to come back, however you want to put it. Uh, and then the other offensive lineman, as you noted, uh, most recently Austin, uh, when he put out the news that he was returning, a lot of the other guys said, hey, look, everybody's coming back. This is huge. Uh, so there's an expectation even from the players that Dare is coming back. And, and that's monster because in a normal year, yes, you would have lost Chase and Marshall and Kerry Vinson and Jacob, you know, and Jacoby's a senior, but uh, guys like that, the underclassmen would have declared and that would Tyler Shelvin. That's no surprise. Those guys just did it much earlier. This is the piece where because of their roster number, Billy, the total, which they can be up to in the 80s, 85, 81 for 
uh, because of some self-imposed penalties, but you can have 81 guys on the team on scholarship. They played through the season this year with 50 something uh, at points. And certainly that's how they finish. So you sign a full class of 25 by the end of this recruiting cycle. Those guys will all come in and join the team. Uh, but for a huge reason, you had to hold on to so many of these guys who are seniors who normally would have had no choice, but now like Deculus do have a choice. They decide to come back. Uh, and that's big because they've had that happen in a couple of positions. For me, none more important than the offensive line. And you mentioned Dare Rosenthal being the last one to not, you know, to, to have that announcement to make if he makes an announcement even, uh, or if he just ends up just coming back to school. You also have Cam Wire there at the left tackle spot. He played some. That's going to be a position battle in 2021 if Dare Rosenthal does indeed return. And with the full offseason and, and look, Dare Rosenthal wasn't with the team in the spring. He missed some time, uh, you know, with, with the offensive line quarantining, uh, you know, basically in, you know, for a couple of weeks in fall camp uh, before this season. This is a chance for him to go into what I would call, quite honestly, a contract year, a chance for him to make an impression on the NFL and, and, and have his head on straight and hold off Cam Wire, which would be a really impressive feat with the way Cam Wire kind of came on a little bit for LSU this year. This offseason is going to be critical for this entire offensive line. They'll have a chance to actually work with Tommy Moffitt. Uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of get back on a little bit of a routine now that people might ne not necessarily be working through COVID protocols or, you know, worrying about this or that, but just kind of getting back to normal potentially. I think that's the biggest thing for this offensive line. They're going to have a chance to get back to that normal that Tommy Moffitt and the strength staff puts them through in the spring and the summer, and that could set them up, up well for 2021 as well. Yeah, I think that's going to be key is just and even last year, we saw them going through the season to begin quite winded at times. The offensive line didn't look to be in great shape and and over time certainly got better with things and, and their conditioning. But with no offseason, you understood it certainly to a point, uh, but there'll be no excuse this offseason. They'll have them in the spring. Expectations are they'll have some spring ball, obviously, and then get into summer workouts. So and Orgeron said it this week on off the bench. He said, Okay, we're going to get all the offensive linemen back is what he said. So he's presuming Deere does return. And he said now the mission is get him in shape. They've got to lose weight. They've got to do these different things. Now, he pointed out a guy like Anthony Bradford showed back up at 340, which is a loss of about 20 pounds probably from where he was during his second year. So even some of these backups look like they're starting to, to turn a corner and make some progress. And maybe we see more of them this spring. And that leads to some position battles. But uh, the no doubt good news is getting all these pieces back gives them some options and then just get to the offseason and, and see how it shakes out. No question. And and for the offense, I mean, they are there. Everybody's back except Terrace Marshall, really. And he opted out late in the season for the NFL draft. Uh, but really, this offense, especially with news that Dre Jenkins and John Trey Kirkland are returning, the running backs are back, Miles Brennan's continuing to progress to getting healthy from what Ed Ogeron said last week on off the bench, just before all the coordinator stuff that happened last week. This is an offense that will have some continuity, at least back, you know, throughout the offseason. They've all gotten a lot of snaps with how many they've had to play because of the depth. Uh, but defensively, they're also trending in the right way to have plenty of guys back. The entire front four with Andre Anthony, Ali Gay, Neil Farrell, and Glenn Logan have all announced their returns to LSU and that's huge. And then the linebacker position, Jabril Cox, uh, has announced he's headed uh, to the NFL draft. We did see that Ray Thornton, who 
never really broke through as a Tiger, uh, you know, in terms of being a starter for how athletic and how physically good looking he is uh, on the field. He announced on on Tuesday or, or, or he has entered the transfer portal, I guess I should say, on Tuesday, we've confirmed. So his career appears to be over. We're waiting on Micah Baskerville, and that's a critical one. But it does seem like, you know, I would say, why would he leave LSU with a new defensive coordinator, whoever that is coming in? He, he overtook Damone Clark last year as a starter. Uh, his career at LSU seems to be trending up. Yeah, I would almost think it, it would be more of debating if a guy like Clark or Baskerville was going into the portal or not uh, than going pro uh, at this point with where their stock is and, and after their third seasons and now having a chance to come back, like you said, under a new D.C. Um, for these guys, obviously, it'll be a third D.C. in three years, but uh, they'll want to put out some more tape, I would think. And and I don't I haven't heard rumblings, at least any time recently, about uh, either of those guys tr- looking to transfer out. Um, I'm with you. It may not even be an announcement for Baskerville. It's kind of like Dare. Maybe he just comes back. But uh, regardless of what it is, I would expect Baskerville back. And and Billy, that'll give them some good competition because they signed a handful of linebackers. I think they Orgeron's kind of hinted that they still would like more. But uh, point being, they've got Navon Tech Strong, who uh, they flipped from Mississippi State. He's the number one JUCO uh, linebacker in the country for this past recruiting class. And and now he's on campus and, and he's going to start working out with you and uh, being in film studies, and he'll be there when the new DC arrives, and all that. So uh, I would think that they signed him with the goal that he's going to play next year a lot. Yeah, you mentioned it. LSU signed a handful of linebackers in 2020 that, for all intents and purposes, they seem really high on. I mean, when they signed him, uh, and certainly if you listen to Ed Ogeron talk them up before the season. Look, they're true freshmen. They were true freshmen last year. Uh, they didn't break through Antoine Sampa, Josh White, guys like that. Uh, didn't didn't end up breaking through, but you've got to like their their projection to at least contribute next year. You factor all of that in this linebacker group, whatever the defense they end up running, because look between Marcus Freeman and you know the reports of Zach Arnett are out there that he is in Baton Rouge, which we which we know and we've confirmed, and he's interviewing. Uh, but whoever they end up hiring, this defense could look a little different scheme wise. Uh, they could ask different things from the linebackers, but. Micah Baskerville uh, and and Damone Clark, if they do stick around, they'll have some competition, but they'll also just be able to be those leaders in that group uh, as these younger guys continue to get their feet wet. wet. Antoine Sampa, Josh White, Navantech Strong, as he adjusts to Baton Rouge, uh, you know, do they end up bringing another transfer linebacker in? That's something that, you know, I think isn't dead with all the transferring and transfer portal moves that have been around. That's something they're going to continue to monitor as well. You look at the corner room, that's all good. Derek Stingley, Eli Ricks returning next year, Jay Ward, Cordell Flott, uh, those guys. And then at the safety position, you have Jacoby Stevens headed to the NFL draft, uh, Jordan Tolls returning, you have Todd Harris returning, you have Maurice Hampton returning. Uh, there's a lot of returning pieces defensively, uh, like I said, for the new defensive coordinator to work with. I think one underrated part of this roster that that's going to be watch closely is how Peyton Todd, the nation's number one punter, uh, steps in for Zach Von Rosenberg, a fan favorite, a 30-year-old who uh, obviously, you know, basically treated LSU like a, like a pro tryout like he did uh, when he was an MLB, uh, you know, prospect. But he's off to the NFL now. He could have a very good career from what uh, he showed in his final couple of years here in Baton Rouge. 
Peyton Todd's got some big shoes to fill now that he's enrolled early. Yeah, I mean, and he's the number one, what, punter in the country on 24-7 and the 24-7 sports composite. So a bit of a consensus feel that uh, Greg McMahon, the coordinator, is replacing, as you said, a, a Ray Guy finalist, or at least a Ray Guy semifinalist, one of the guys who pushed for the Ray Guy, uh, and certainly had one of the better years uh, of punters out there. He was called upon a lot, but uh, he delivered a good bit and uh, certainly strayed from how little he had to punt in 2019, got to showcase himself, and and now head to the draft. and. And look, they, Von Rosenberg, as you said, he used it as a bit of a showcase. He came here as a walk-on tight end after retiring from pro baseball and ultimately winds up punting and punting for four years. And um, Peyton Todd will be on a much quicker path uh, to that. At 18, he's going to be uh, in here now. He's moved in. He was a lone Louisiana early enrollee of that nine-man group that's on campus. And you look at what he was able to do at West Monroe, uh, punting and playing defense. He's a really good athlete. But uh, punting the football, no doubt, one of the best. And uh, as you said, expectations are. And, and again, you want to talk early impact guys in this class. He's a punter, so he'll be the lowest rated guy in the class that signs with him. But again, number one punter in the country. He's up there and and certainly in a Cade York type of way freshman year uh, will be playing almost as much, if not more than any other freshman on the team. Yeah, without a doubt. And that that Specialist group, you know, Quentin Skinner is, is, is long snapping and you've got Cade York and you've got Avery Atkins, who's still a stud at kickoff. Uh, you know, Greg McMahon's done a terrific job. I think it's a big credit to him for just having that room rolling. I mean, there, there's really, since he arrived, very little to worry about with, uh, you know, the specialists. There's been some moments of lapse with, you know, I think the team coverage unit uh, and, and certainly they want a little bit more out of some of those groups, but that's been a position uh, that, or a group that's been a strong point for LSU, and uh, they'll get a big impact from Peyton Todd early on that. Uh, che, I think one, let's, let's finish up with this, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, uh, but Jake Peets and, and DJ Mangus, we're probably going to hear from them pretty soon. Let's wrap up with just kind of your thoughts on those hires. We talked to Sonny about them, but I wanted to hear kind of what, what your take was with these uh, two guys that came highly recommended from, from Joe Brady uh, to Ed Ogeron. Uh, I think that's exactly it, right? That Orgeron's goal is to, and he's been very matter of fact for when saying what it is, what he wanted with a different hires and, and with Polini, it was about going to a four man front and, and he sort of shifted philosophies as, you know, as he evolves as a coach and, uh, and this go around, he said, very plain and simple. I want to go back to the offense we had in 2019. I want to replicate that as best we can. Does that mean that it will be the same product? No. You had a bunch of first rounders on that team, a bunch of second rounders, third rounders, and they made up one of the best uh, teams and, and certainly seasons ever. Uh, he's not hoping to match that, certainly. What he wants is that philosophy, uh, the play calls, the offensive rhythm, uh, the tempo, everything that came with um, how they operated. Uh, with Joe Burrow at quarterback in, in 2019, which was uh, ultimately when so many guys up their stocks so much and so many different guys on offense touched the ball. And um, Joe Brady's what mantra, everybody eats. And, and that's kind of how the, the receiver certainly played out. If he wants that, then this is the best hire, right? Go get two guys that have won DJ Mangas, who's been Joe Brady's right-hand man for uh, multiple years now, and also obviously was at LSU for that 2019 season before he went to Carolina. And then Pete's a guy who's been around football his entire life. He's coached in the SEC, uh, you know, with different stops before as an assistant and an analyst and uh, moved his way up, you know, spent time with Christian McCaffrey, which I think is super interesting because nobody 
in the NFL gets their running back the ball in more ways than they Panthers have in recent years. And Peach is a big part of that. So uh, I certainly think he brings an understanding of what Joe Brady did. He brings an understanding of how you can involve different skill players in a game through a variety of ways, which he's shown with McCaffrey. And um, I think that he'll also, I think we'll see the ball moved around a good bit more than a year ago. And I know that was tough when LSU was sort of piecemealing uh, together a lineup every single week as guys opted out or got hurt. But um, going through a full off season, I, I think they'll be well acclimated. I, I worry less about the offense, which I think was not an issue for me at all, really, in 2020, especially considered that Insmere went through three different quarterbacks and was without a couple of the star uh, players for a lot of the way. Um, I thought that they ended up impressing. Uh, my biggest thing will be watching the defense. I want to see what this hire is. And and then I want to see them put it together on the field because, uh, yes, look, they're getting a lot of the key pieces back, minus Stevens and Jabril Cox. But those guys weren't great a lot of the time last year and certainly out of position and, and not making plays that, uh, throughout different stretches of the year. They closed strong, but uh, I'd like to see what a new D.C. with a full offseason can do for them because uh, certainly they need to have a, a almost a complete 180. You hit the nail on the head uh, for that one, Shay, and we will continue to monitor that defensive coordinator search that Shay referenced at the end there on Go 24-7. Don't be afraid to sign up for just a buck for your first month uh, to get a lot of VIP tidbits. We've been dropping them really the, the entire search, you know, constant updates for the most part on uh, this search, who the real candidates are, who's rolling in, uh, and certainly the coverage once interviews begin, uh, whoever those guys are. On Tuesday, as we're recording, it's Zach Arnett. We'll see how things go for LSU on that front. They've got to fill a D.C., defensive line coach, and then another assistant could be you know, safeties or linebackers, depending on where that hire goes. So keep it locked on Go 24-7. Shay, good catching up. Just a quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. And we'll catch you guys later this week with another edition. Thanks for listening, and have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.